Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Hi, I'm Chelsea Clinton, and this season on In Fact, we're celebrating Women's History Month. I'll be talking with trailblazing women at the top of their fields about their personal journeys, the progress we've made, and how far we still have to go. Today, I am thrilled to be joined by Allison Felix, the most decorated U.S. track and field athlete of all time, to talk about the importance of advocating for oneself and others in sports and in every workplace. Born in Los Angeles, Allison started running in high school and then won her first Olympic medal in 2004 when she was just 18 years old. From there, she's been unstoppable competing in every world championship and Olympic since. For the majority of her career, as you'll hear, Allison thought of herself as a private person, separating her private life from her public life as an athlete. But four years ago, when Allison decided she wanted to have a family and became pregnant, she made a gutsy choice to take on an additional role as an advocate and a voice for change. In 2019, Allison testified before Congress, sharing her own life-threatening birthing experience, one that is painfully not unique, to shine a light on the Black maternal mortality crisis in the United States. That same year, she wrote an op-ed for the New York Times, bravely detailing her fight for maternity protections from her then-sponsor Nike, leading the company to change its policy. And that was only the start. I had the privilege of speaking with Allison about the fight for fair maternal leave policies in May 2020. 
A year later, she partnered with her current sponsor, Athleta, and the Women's Sports Foundation to create the Power of She Fund, which provides grants to cover childcare costs so mom athletes can compete and know their little ones are well looked after. More recently, with her brother, she founded Seish, a women-centered lifestyle brand whose first product is a sneaker designed just for women. In fact, Allison wore her own specially created spikes when she competed last year at the Tokyo Olympics. And at those Tokyo Olympics, she won two medals, bringing her Olympic total to 11. That's in addition to her 19 world championship medals, including the gold she won just 10 months after giving birth to her daughter. Allison, thank you for being here. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. It's always so nice to talk with you. You know, I think that most people know you as, well, the most decorated track and field athlete in American history, and certainly know that you're that and so much more. And I want to talk about the so much more part in a moment, but I do want to start with you as an athlete. And I wonder if you could share just when you first started running and when you first realized that this could be your career. For me, I have a different story than a lot of other Olympians. I actually kind of stumbled into the sport. I found it in high school. I was at a new school and I didn't know anybody. And my family was like, this is a great way to meet people and find friends. And so that's why I came out for the team. And I I did. I found like my best girlfriends like to this day, but also fell in love with the sport. And it was probably the middle of high school where I realized I have a lot of potential. You know, if I really dedicate myself, then I could really take this somewhere. And it was pretty much a whirlwind because I started my freshman year. And then when I finished high school, the next year I was in the Olympics. So everything happened. Oh my gosh, I just got the chills. That's amazing. (laughs) It was very fast, but I I found out, you know, quickly that was my passion. So when you were growing up, even before you stepped onto track, were there women who inspired you, who you looked up to, either athletes or not athletes? Since I didn't have any aspirations to be an athlete, I really looked towards the people in my family. So my mom, my grandma, like they were the real life role models for me. You know, my mom was an elementary school teacher. And so I wanted to be just like her and, you know, really just loved kids and all of that. And then eventually when I came into the sport, then I started to have sporting heroes. I remember watching in 96, the Olympics, and I saw Dominique Dawes. And I had no thoughts of being an athlete or anything, but I was just fascinated because here was this young girl who looked like me doing something incredible. So I do remember being very inspired by her. I was at the 96 Olympics and was lucky enough to see Dominic Dawes Mm. and our amazing American women gymnasts and other athletes as well, and just was in awe of what like the human body, spirit, and mind are capable of. And yet, for all of the amazing American women athletes who paved the way for you, it wasn't always an easy journey. And you had a as I understand it, a pretty painful realization of the discrimination that you were confronting as a woman athlete who had the temerity to also want to be a mom. Can you share a little bit about when you realized that there was discrimination in your life, despite the fact that you were already like multiple Olympic gold winner and had already achieved more than most people could ever imagine? 
Yeah, it was a really hard period for me. I became a professional at 17 years old. And, you know, I had seen women struggle through motherhood in the sport. But I think being so young, it never affected me. And so it's like I saw it in the distance, but, you know, didn't really know the ins and outs of it. And then, you know, as I got older and, you know, more mature in the sport, I started to understand what was actually happening. No one ever like sat me down and was like, you shouldn't have kids until you've accomplished this and this. But I feel like I never saw a woman in my sport celebrated as a mother and competing. I saw struggle. I saw hardship. I saw women who hid pregnancies and tried to secure new contracts and just all of this. So when it came time for, you know, I was really excited to start a family. I was also terrified because I was like, is this going to be my life as well? And it was. It was crazy that in 2018 and 2019 that all of this was taking place. The culture was really silenced regarding pregnancy in the sport. And so I was really met with the reality that I had to share my story in order to try to push for some change because I did feel like if I didn't do it, you know, and at this point, I had a daughter. I was going through this while I was pregnant and eventually had my daughter. And I think, you know, having a daughter really pushed me to speak because I've been this really private person, but it was like, okay, I I have to do this because if I don't, it's going to fall on her generation. And this is just going to be something that we never tackle. So Allison, I know that while you were pregnant and then after you had your daughter, you were in contract negotiations with Nike and It wasn't subtle or small. I mean, Nike wanted to pay you, I think, 70% less than what you'd been paid before your daughter was born. And so it wasn't like you were on the margins being told you were somehow less than now that you were a mom. I mean, it was substantial. Can you just share a little bit about what happened My negotiations, even before they found out that I was pregnant, were were already at that 70% less place. (gasps) After four Olympics. Yes. So whether it was me being too old or whatever it is, it made me even more terrified to then share that I was pregnant because I I knew it was just going to keep becoming less and less. And I wasn't sure if there would be anything at all once I shared my pregnancy. And so I wasn't shocked because it had been going on for so long and I had seen other friends, teammates, colleagues go through the same thing. But I thought in my position of having accomplished so many different things that it wouldn't happen to me. And so when I found myself in that place, the money became whatever the money was going to become. But what I could not stand for was not having maternal protections. And so that essentially was what I was asking for, was that, you know, female athletes would be granted a certain amount of time to be able to come back to top form to not further be reduced in salary, because that's how these contracts work. They're performance-based. And so even after you have a baby, the way that things were in place were that if Olympics or World Championships were three, four months after you gave birth, if you don't show up, make that team and get top three, then your salary would be further reduced. And so, so many mothers have experienced that where they're barely making anything as a penalty of having a child. They eventually told me that they would give me a protection, but not tied to maternity. It it would be okay for me. But the problem with that was that it would not be okay for the next person coming after me because there was no tie to maternity. So that was the sticking point, and that was really what I was fighting for. Your 
refusal to accept that inequity really led to some pretty profound changes and also led to a lot of other women coming forward. Yeah, after the New York Times op-ed, other colleagues came out and spoke as well. I think there was just power in that collective. I really start to understand that I do have a platform and that it is okay for me to speak on these issues that I'm facing. It's like once one story is shared, you know, you realize you're not alone. You feel so isolated when you're going through it. I I felt before just so hyper-focused on performance and that maybe nobody would care if I did speak up on something. But I was really met with a lot of encouragement. And, you know, I ended up parting ways with Nike over this. But then after I spoke up and colleagues and friends of mine did as well, then a couple of weeks later, you know, the policy was changed. And now we're seeing women really benefit from that. Clearly, equal pay for women, equal pay for mothers is only part of the constellation of what pregnant athletes and then new parent athletes deserve. Can you? Talk a little bit about what you think really are the necessary policies and procedures to ensure that pregnant athletes, new parent athletes, especially new mom athletes, you know, really deserve to be able to compete on an actual equal playing field? Yeah, I think we just have to do a better job of supporting mothers, but just women holistically. And I remember when I came back to compete, my daughter was really young. She was about eight months. And, you know, I'm traveling across the world with this newborn. And it was just some of the just the practical things were just not in place, whether it was because a woman had never been at the table and people had not thought of these things. But it was just such a struggle from breastfeeding on the road in in stadiums all around and not having facilities to do that and staying in hotels with newborns, washing bottles, just some of the very basic things. I remember going to world championships and being given a a roommate and having, you know, my daughter who is under one with me. And it just seemed wild to me. that You and your daughter had a roommate? (laughs) Well, thankfully, we had the resources to rectify the situation. But I always think about the people who don't, you know, the athletes who would have to manage through a situation like that. And so I think we can support in so many better ways. We created a power of She Fund to be able to come alongside mom athletes and to be able to financially support them with childcare when they're on the road. So I think it's just thinking about things in a different way and figuring out how can we better support. And what's the role of your male athlete colleagues here for the men who run track or for for men who want to be part of the solution? Like what advice do you have? And for men who may not think this is relevant to them yet or at all, what would you say? Yeah, I think we need men to be good allies to amplify the story. There are so many men in sports who have huge platforms. And I think the shocking thing was a lot of people didn't know that this was going on. And I think it it only would take, you know, one strong man to stand alongside and to shine a light on the situations and to listen and to help. I think a lot of things happen when we start to talk about things and have these conversations and bring them to the forefront. And so that's what I always, you know, hope for is, is listening and supporting and really sharing the stories as well. I completely agree that it's so important to drag conversations out of the shadows, especially those that should never be cloaked in in shame or embarrassment in the first place. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons I've talked so much about breastfeeding and pumping 
even though I know it's made some people uncomfortable because I want people to then reflect on why are they feeling uncomfortable? Like, where do they think they came from? What do (laughs) they think their mothers did? (laughs) And I know that you've spoken so openly about breastfeeding your daughter on the road. And I know you've also spoken openly about your birthing experience and kind of Mm -hmm. what happened when you were giving birth. And so I wonder if you could share that with us too. Yeah, had a really traumatic birth experience. I gave birth at 32 weeks and I felt great during my pregnancy. You know, I was really healthy. I felt strong. I was working out and very active. And then at 32 weeks, I went to the doctor for a normal appointment and my doctor had a lot of concerns and my blood pressure was up and I was spilling protein. And so eventually I was sent to the hospital and diagnosed with a severe case of preeclampsia. And from there, things just kind of spiraled out of control and it it got very scary. And I, I ended up having an emergency C-section and my daughter spent a month in the NICU and it was just a really hard time period. But I will say that my eyes were completely open to a whole different world. And that was the maternal mortality crisis that we're facing in America and that women of color are facing. And I knew I I think somewhere in my head, I knew the statistics, but I just never thought me as a professional athlete with great health care would end up in this situation. And then the more I educated myself and dove into this topic, I realized that it has nothing to do with the health care necessarily, but stories being believed, pain being believed, having to advocate for your own health in the doctor's office. And I just felt like if I could raise more awareness, then I wanted to do that because I I know how hard the situation was for myself. Allison, one of the things that I find really just hard to acknowledge is that we have a maternal mortality crisis in our country, that it does Mm -hmm. disproportionately affect Black and brown women, and also that it's gotten worse over our lifetime. I think sometimes we have this just visceral sense, like things get better. Like things just naturally Mm -hmm. get better. This year is going to be better than last year. And, And when we think about maternal mortality in our country, women, and especially Black and brown women, are are dying at higher rates today than when you were born or when I was born. Which is so crazy, you know? And I think the thing to me that is so shocking and heartbreaking, but also hopeful, is that so many of these issues, complications, deaths are preventable. And it's just like, we actually can do something about this, but we do have to acknowledge that it is a real issue and start to take those real steps to fixing this very real problem. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? 
but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Was there ever a moment when you thought, okay, thankfully, my daughter's healthy, I'm healthy, I've done enough, or did you quickly realize you did need to step in as an advocate to use the platform that you have to raise awareness both about the maternal mortality crisis in our country and also about what you know can really help make a difference to save moms and their babies' lives. Yeah, I definitely felt right away that it was important. I think because I was also going through that whole contract issue, you know, at the same time. And I I had just found my voice. You know, I realized the power of using my voice. And so when I went through this experience, I felt like here's another area where, you know, I can really speak up and share and hopefully do something. Or even if just one person is able to think about this issue or educate themselves because they are at risk, then I felt like it was necessary. So it was kind of breaking outside of that box of being so private and trying to be more vulnerable and and really share some of the things that I'd been through. And do you have younger athletes now coming to you and asking for advice on how to navigate their careers, I'm sure, but also how to navigate their lives in which their careers are a hugely important part, but not the totality of their lives? Yeah. And it's something I never had really thought about before, but it's been a really neat position to be in. I feel like when I came into the sport, there wasn't this sense of sisterhood necessarily. It felt like there was a more competitive nature where like only one person could be successful. Only one person could cross over or succeed. And so we didn't really talk that much. And now I feel like the culture has shifted and it's been such a neat position to be able to help younger athletes and to share and to celebrate in their wins. And I have had a lot of these conversations even about maternal protections and talking to athletes about what their contracts look like if they were to have a child and what should they ask for, what should be standard. Things that I never would have thought of as a younger athlete, but being able to shed some light on that and provide some advice has been really great. Why do you think the culture has shifted? Like what, what is different today 
that has enabled those conversations to happen that wasn't there when you were starting out at 17 as a professional athlete? It's really interesting. I don't know if there's one thing that happened, but I think some of the walls are starting to break down. I think I know for myself, I've tried to just be more transparent with what goes on. I think we've had this shift and, you know, we, we're focusing more on our mental health and we have greater access to each other and we know what's happening in our lives. You know, people are sharing more. I hope from being an older athlete in the sport and trying to model that and trying to say like, you know, we should have these conversations or let me help someone who's aside of me and let me try to lift them up. If I have a foot in the door, let me try to bring them along. And so I hope that, you know, as more athletes try to do that, that it has shifted the culture more. Do you think it's also a shift in in coaching, in in sponsorship, partly because athletes like you, thankfully, have demanded more for everyone? I think we're starting to see that we can go a non-traditional route. I think earlier on, you felt like there was one way to do things, and that was it. You get a big footwear sponsor, and you run fast, you have performances, and that's how you you make your living. But I think we're seeing that you can go to a smaller company. They can support you as a whole person and celebrate these different aspects of you, and you can be successful in that way. So I do think as we take a different approach to sponsorship, that has helped as well. And you're talking about being more involved and having more agency and authorship over not only your contracts, but what you're doing and what your name and your brand are attached to. And I do want to ask you about the sneaker that you created. Did you always want to design your own shoe? How did that happen? It actually just happened very authentically and out of necessity. So out of necessity, meaning like you were like, I need better shoes. I'll go create one. Essentially, I had (laughs) been to four Olympics, you know, and I had parted ways with Nike. I had a new apparel sponsorship with Athleta, and I was really inspired by the way they did business, you know, 97% female led. And so I was like, I want to find this in footwear. I'm a runner, like I'm preparing for the Fifth Olympics. How do I not have a footwear sponsor? And, you know, I think there's a lot of reasons to that. I think there were definitely consequences of speaking out in regards to Nike. And I had been a heavily branded athlete, but I was just exhausted of trying to get companies to see my value and my worth and all of that. And so I'm sorry, can we pause there for a second? You're like trying to get companies to see your value after four Olympics. (laughs) I know, but it was my reality. Like it was, it was so frustrating. So I was talking to my brother and I was just sharing with him, like, I feel defeated. How am I at this place? And I'm still begging, begging for things. And he just looked at me and was like, well, what if we did this ourselves? And what if we, you know, and I was like, create a shoe company? <laughs> like that seems massive. But the more I sat with it, I was like, wow, you know, here is an opportunity instead of asking for change to be and to create that change. And so we did it. We, we created Seish, which is a lifestyle brand for women. And our first product was a lifestyle sneaker. And, you know, it's designed, engineered by women. It's specifically made for the female foot. And my proudest moment was going to the Tokyo Olympics and competing in shoes that my brand made. And I felt like for anybody who had been told, like, they were done, too old, your mom now, you know, I was able to come up against that and really be that representation. And so it was so much bigger than the performance, but it was a a really proud moment for me. Can you just tell us a little bit more about 
designing the shoe and how you found the designers to work with? Was it a long process, a short process? How many laps or miles or whatever the right metric is did you have to run (laughs) in like different models to find the right shoe? Just how did the process work? Yeah, I started out, obviously, I was diving into a whole different industry. And so I was like, I know that I want this engineered by a woman. And so I literally just reached out to Tiffany Beers, who is a a legendary engineer who has made iconic sneakers. And I was like, you know, she's the top of the top. Maybe she can lead me in the right path. And I think, again, it goes back to that sense of sisterhood because she was just so open and welcoming to me. And she really educated me on an even bigger issue that we were facing, and that's that shoes have historically been made for men. So a shoe is made on a last, which is essentially just a mold of a foot, and it's a man's mold, a man's foot that we use to make women's shoes. And I was like, that's absurd. <laughs> so right away, you know, we were able to dive in and tackle issues like that, but it was really creating the team, and she really connected and led us in the right path. And we started to build and to create. And it was so much fun to be a part of the process because I've always loved shoes and to really understand, you know, how they're made and the specifics, ins and outs. And then obviously there was a ton of trials, you know, to be able to make this shoe very technical and able for me to compete in it at the highest level. How are you with your brother and with the team you're building, building a culture to help support women, to help support moms? What about your experiences with Nike and in your competitions? Have you taken and what have you changed to build a different, better, more affirmative culture? We are just aligned in the vision that we exist for women to see them, to know them, for them to feel valued. And that is really at the core of everyone who comes on board, that they really see that clearly and that we are trying to serve and create something that, you know, women haven't had before. And that's always at the center of everything and making sure that whether it's our internal maternity policy or just even listening to how we can support women on the team and do things better. And I think because it it comes from the place of never wanting anyone to feel the way that I did, it's always at the forefront of every decision that we make and consideration and how we build the brand. And I just have to belabor the point of how much I love that it was your brother who said you should do this because we do need you know, male allies. And we do need men to continue to create space to support women, to champion women, and and to follow women. And I just think it's really powerful. It is. And he's been on the journey with me from the very beginning. We get to work together in the on the sports side of things as well. And to have, exactly to your point, to have that encouragement and that confidence in me to push me and challenge me to step out and to do things. And to he always reminded me, you know, when I was really unsure and scared about speaking out about some of the issues, he was like, you know, even if your voice shakes, you can still use it. That's great advice. And I just held on to that because it was like, I am scared. I am nervous. This is outside of my comfort zone. But the fact that you believe in me and I have you for support, it just meant a lot. We're taking a quick break. Stay with us. 
Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. When we spoke during COVID, I was so moved by kind of you sharing how some of the kids in your neighborhood would like make signs for you (laughs) as you were out training because you couldn't train on a track. Like you were working from home, but you, unlike those of us who can be on screens, had to still go outside (laughs) and go for your runs. And I just, I found that so incredibly moving, Allison, that you're community quite literally still showed up for you, even when there was so much uncertainty in the world. It was such a beautiful thing. And since I came home from the Olympics and my neighborhood, like one night the door rung, it was like, I think it was like the day I got back from Tokyo and a huge group of them were outside and the kids had made cards and they had brought balloons and it was the sweetest thing. And I think they really felt like they they were there with me. You yes. know, they saw me training. <laughs> and it was this very like bizarre thing that happened where, you know, I was training on the streets in my neighborhood and they got to be a part of it. But it was such a, a really cool moment to see, you know, everybody really involved in supporting me. Have you talked to your daughter about creating your own shoe, creating your own company? And if so, what do you tell her about the origin story of why this was so important for you to do? including as her mom. 
Yeah. Obviously, she doesn't understand everything yet, but I am so excited to eventually break down all of the stories and that she has been literally the motivation and the driving force behind it. I often tell her different things that I'm doing at work or my husband will bring her out to a training session and I can't wait until she can understand. And I think one of the the biggest things that I want her to get is that you can never let someone put a limit on you or tell you what you can do, what you're not capable, what you're too old to do. And our family is proof of that, you know, that we were able to overcome that. And so as she gets older, I'm excited that she can learn and be inspired by that and set her own path. What advice would you give to any woman who recognized like, injustice and discrimination in their workplace? Because I don't want people to listen to our conversation and think, oh, like, I haven't been to four Olympics. Nobody would listen to me. Yeah, I think it doesn't have to be this huge thing. It doesn't have to, you don't have to have a big platform. You know, you can start to have impact within our own circles at work. And I think it's starting small sometimes. It's having conversations in the forefront. It's power in the collective. You know, if you're able to come together with another person, I think your voice becomes even stronger. And being able to call out an injustice, being able to support somebody else as they come forward. So I think it is wherever we are, bringing things to light and understanding that it's okay if it takes you some time. It took me a long time to get to the place of really speaking out, but I think we can do little things and take these small steps before having to do it on a very grand scale. And just the last question I want to ask is one that we're asking everyone on the podcast, given we are talking during Women's History Month, which is just, is there one kind of statistic or fact around women in the workplace, whether in sports or more broadly, that either really makes you angry and then motivates you through the anger or that gives you hope? One that really fires me up every time I hear it is the statistic about the visibility of women in sports. Women receive only 4% of dedicated media coverage. 4%? Yes. We have to do better. And I think that there's so much material. There are so many stories. There are women doing incredible things. And, you know, being able to shine a light on that, I think that also encompasses tackling so many issues. So that's one that always fires me up to do more. And so, Allison, for those of us who have never been to an Olympics or won a medal, <laughs> who maybe never even made it onto a, you know, a JV or a varsity team, <laughs> what can we do to try to change that? Is that where we spend our consumer dollars on supporting certain brands? Is that ensuring we're watching our kind of women athletes compete? Like, how do we, for those of us who you know, are very far from you and your achievements. How do, how do we try to be part of that positive change? Yeah, I think it's showing up and supporting women in sports. And that is watching women's sports, showing up in the stadiums, going to a basketball game, taking your, your kids, your sons and your daughters to support women and to show them that they're amazing role models. They are just as capable as men and they're exciting and exciting to watch and, and really support in that way. And so I think that's how we begin to start to get greater coverage and in return more resources to be able to support, you know, female athletes. Well, shortly before COVID closed the world, I did take my older daughter and son to WNBA game. I love that. And I see how much it matters just in our own family that Mm. sons don't think it's strange that they 
look up to and are riveted by women in sports. And I think that is as important as my daughter, you know, feeling like there are people who look like her who are visible and achieving extraordinary things that inspire and invigorate her too. Absolutely. I think we're seeing it more and more. I saw recently a young boy wearing a woman's basketball jersey, and I thought that was the coolest thing because, yeah, it's. I think we're starting to change that at a very young age, and it's really cool to see. Well, thank you so much, and it's just such a, an honor and privilege to always be in your company, and thank you for your time today and all you're doing. Well, thank you so much for having me, and yeah, it's always a joy to speak with you. You can find Allison Felix on social media at Allison Felix. And you can learn more about Sage, that's S A Y S H, at Sage.com. In Fact is brought to you by iHeartRadio. We are produced by a mighty group of women and one amazing man Erica Goodmanson, Mart Har, Sarah Horowitz, Jessamine Molly, and Justin Wright. With help from Lindsay Hoffman, Barry Lurie, Joyce Kubin, Julie Subrin, Mike Taylor, and Emily Young. Original music is by Justin Wright. If you like this episode of In Fact, please make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your family and friends to do the same. If you really want to help us out, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. 
To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.